to a new episode of Bedroom Sessions. This week, it's me, Mimi. And Indu. <laughs> Today, we are actually discussing nothing funny, of course, but you yeah, know. It's not funny. It's very serious. <laughs> it's serious. Serious face, Mimi. Okay, serious face. So today, we, uh, our topic is yoga-related injuries. Yes. Yes. But we will go to that a little deeper, right? Yeah. Yeah. We hope it's deep. We hope. <laughs> Unlike the injury. As deep as, deep as injuries. <laughs> Why are we laughing? It's a serious topic. Don't serious laugh. Topic. Don't laugh. No laughing. No laughing. Okay. Okay. So first, before we begin the whole discussion about injuries, let's talk about what happens to your body during yoga. I know. What really happens in yoga? Okay. So, no, your body. To your body. See, I added that bit in. Okay, so firstly, um, everybody knows that when you do yoga that you get flexible and that your muscle stretches and then, you know, your joints are getting strengthened. So basically, it works your frame, your bones and your muscles that's holding you up. Okay, is that enough? Yeah. Okay, so secondly, it actually works on your whole cardiovascular system which is your circulatory system, your veins and your arteries and your heart. Okay, so your heart health actually improves with a regular yoga practice. And, okay, there's, um, Mimi asked me specifically to mention that there are two nervous systems. <laughs> so there's your parasympathetic nervous system and your sympathetic nervous system. Okay, so what happens? What's the difference between these two? Let's not get all technical. Everybody owns a biology book. Go look it up. Everybody owns Google. Too. Yeah, everybody owns Google too. Anyway, yoga is one of the few exercises that actually works your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your um, fight or flight, flight sim syndrome. No, reflex. reflex. Yes, reflex. <laughs> your fight or flight syndrome and your um the the parasympathetic nervous system is when you are relaxed calm and you are at peace you know physically so it works on that aspect and it actually makes you less stressed and it also improves your lung function because you're focusing so much on your breath and it strength strengthens your lung tissues Okay, oh. Mimi, did you know that it actually changes your hormones as well? I keep hearing about it. Good that you're a yoga teacher and you I hear know. about these things. I hear about it from other people who message me and they're like, so I heard. And then I'm just like, hmm, how many sessions did you think would take? Like one session of yoga before your hormones change? <laughs> <laughs> well, even one session can have a positive effect on your cortisol which is your stress hormone. Yeah, because it relaxes Yeah, it relaxes you. So it can drop in most people. But it is actually the sustained practice that has a long-term effect on your hormones. Like we always keep saying, you yeah. can't find the... Quick fix. Quick fixes. <laughs> yeah, so your cholesterol can drop and your insulin 
becomes more effective uh, like your body detects insulin more effectively so research has shown that um, it does improve your um, like diabetic response actually okay there is something new for me I didn't know that yeah I've been reading a lot obviously <laughs> And we've already talked about the brain and how your brain actually changes with a regular yoga practice, especially in um, trauma and all these things, but even just how you react to stress and how your body heals. So your brain actually does a lot of healing in yoga as well. If you don't believe me, Google it. Uh, sometimes people should not really Google things. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's another that's topic. An, that's, that's another topic. Okay. So. So sometimes when people come in, they have this idea that yoga is really just stretching. And it's such a slow and easy thing. And it is not, sometimes it's not an exercise apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's just moving very gently. Stretching. Stretching. A lot of stretching. A lot of stretching. So if it is so low impact and stretching, why do you get so? Because just like any other physical activity, it is working your whole muscular, skeleton, whatever system. Whatever. <laughs> so, and additionally, like when you are doing a repetitive move with your body, you use the same muscles all the time. But in a yoga class, you actually access muscles that you normally would not be aware of using in your daily life. Like standing on one foot, which uses a lot of muscles that stabilizes your feet. Like the muscles on the sole of your foot, like, I mean, there is some muscle there. It's, it's a lot of skeleton, but still there's muscle there. And... When you are trying to stabilize your foot in that position and basically balance your whole weight on that foot, you are using all these tiny muscles that doesn't really get used in that way. So, you know, you start accessing really deep muscles in ways that you normally don't. And then those muscles, you know, you feel them the next day. And that's yeah. why you get sore. It is also, I think it works deeper, right? Yeah, it's a very deep. Because you have that mind-body connection yeah. as well. And you are like physically telling your body to, hey, notice this little muscle over here. <laughs> Bring attention Bring to attention this little to muscle this. here. And then work it. <laughs> Hold that muscle in that pose. I'm always <laughs> telling it's this bit you're working on now. So breathe into that bit, and everybody says, "How do you breathe into that? You're just breathing through nose." <laughs> no, no, you're breathing into that muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it's just so normal for it's, us that yeah. it doesn't even for us. It's so normal. <laughs> yeah, you just direct your attention there, and you take a full breath. That's yeah. it. It's even in your um, during relaxation, muscle relaxation, yeah. uh, you do that. Or so body scanning, and then yeah. you do all these things where you're just like checking in with different the muscles. Whole body, yeah. <laughs> From your foot to the top of your head. Yeah. So basically, any exercise will leave you sore because it's using. Uh, it's not just exercises. Like if you if you are doing something very strenuous, like moving 
or lifting boxes and things yeah. you tend to use muscles that you normally would not in a way that you normally would not so that gives your muscles um little micro tears and then um it heals during your sleep cycle and then it actually makes the muscle more effective okay there's a lot of science behind it and you know you can go we can't we can't yeah, make this episode boring with so much science so we'll keep it light and fun yeah so we just like skimming the surface of it just okay skimming. just skimming like you know the the skin on top of your milk just like that the good stuff like the <laughs> custard <laughs> okay so basically any kind of body soreness that you feel or you know as we like to call muscular <laughs> so cute right muscular ah fishball <laughs> so like if it gets too bad like you cannot get out of bed because of your muscular then you know you really need to take care of yourself personally i don't feel like stretching muscular because it just feels just rested, yeah right? it just feel like but some people do but it's just me i don't like to stretch my muscular because i just feel it just goes away after a while yeah right? it goes away and you know i just i just rest mostly and um having a good night's sleep like at least 8 hours of sleep but again this depends on the person some people need just 6 hours some people need more it's how you how active you are how you use your body and all these things are factors so there's no one also, size fits all also how old you are yes how old you are so you know a lot of factors de- determine how long you need to be sleeping but basically like an on average go for an 8 hour sleep and um just take it slow the next day like if you re- really feel like your muscular is killing you maybe walk around like not i don't mean go running or jogging or anything just move like just move in a very mindful way and um drink you a lot of do yoga no <laughs> i just said don't do any movement i just said go for a walk okay and then drink a lot of water like hydrate 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 wow yes drink a lot of water and pee it out <laughs> and if it still doesn't help you maybe get a good massage and rest after that massage if that is not possible you can alternate with an ice cold pack or a hot pack like alternating that's about it and if it is like a very sharp stinging pain that then it's is not muscular it's not muscular <laughs> and if you are having a limited range of movement that causes sharp pain definitely not muscular i think people will know i always hope people know you hope, but then you know sometimes they'll come in and they'll be like oh when i lift my hand it just feels like something pokes me in my rib and i'm just like what that's not normal that shouldn't that thing. shouldn't happen <laughs> so you know if if it does feels abnormal please please consult a doctor <laughs> so talking about what's an actual muscular pain and an actual injury pain what are 
yoga injuries the normal the most common i mean i mean nothing no injury is normal <laughs> it's not normal it's that's not normal. an abnormal thing when it's you are injured thing. so <laughs> what are the common yoga injuries? there are very common yoga injuries right yes just like any other physical movement and any other movement module um there there are about seven kinds of common yoga injuries and you guessed it wrist pain is the first one <laughs> yes <laughs> because we spend a lot of time on our hands in yoga classes yeah and we don't mean doing a handstand yeah we mean you start off with down dog yes plank <laughs> down dog cat cow i mean we spend a lot of time on our hands and most people do not bear weight on their hands in their normal life and then they come into yoga class and all of a sudden you're supposed to hold your weight or at least your upper body weight in the palms of your hands and um technology the use of technology especially computers and your mobile phones have made your wrists already quite um brittle <laughs> or weak not brittle maybe yeah like, weak it kind of functions in a certain fascia yeah fascia <laughs> it's frozen into that way you hold your phone maybe yeah. or hold your mouse yeah and the typing will you know work on the, tightening the, the forearms forearm, and like, you know and uh, sewing will do yeah. something so stuff like that your daily work actually affects how your hand is yeah so when you come into yoga and you start stretching your hands in all the different ways that we do stretch the forearms we stretch the wrist actually and- not even just the wrist even. yeah we the, your whole body your whole post. body posture actually is affected <laughs> so it it's just a, a new thing and a lot of people start having like they start noticing the pain more actually i should say yeah like then it becomes something big they're like oh you know going to yoga gave me wrist pain wrist pain <laughs> so um but there are ways of how to reduce uh and how to work with even wrist pain like um we've we've had clients who does the whole sun salutation on their forearms people who've had um carpal tunnel syndrome and did surgery on their wrist they've come to class and we've we've given them modifications on how to do hands free yoga classes as well yep you don't have to be on your palms at all yeah so there are ways to work around it and uh, let's go to our second injury what's our second one neck pain the head changes yes the tadasanas not the tadasana can't say when in your tadasana you're trying to straighten up well a neck pain is often caused by um back bends and inversions especially your head stands and your shoulder stands but it's not the pose that gives you the pain the pose gives you that stretch though yeah the pose gives you the stretch the pose is there to help you but several people because of um how again their body is you know used in their lifetime can have an impact on this kind of pain 
So if you are someone who sits slouched in front of a computer for about eight hours a day, where, where is the, this? Yeah, with the shoulders crunched up next to your ears and your upper back is like completely curved, your traps are tight from holding your head in that position, then there's your neck muscles are all tight. I mean, for, for you, for this computer sitting person, um, that is how your body is most effectively able to conserve energy for you to be doing that for a longer period of time. It's good that your body has found the way to sit in that position for a long time. But if you come into a yoga class and your yoga teacher is trying to straighten your spine, of course, it will be the weak parts of your spine that takes the brunt of that stress. Yeah. Okay, so it does end up as one of the most common pain is your neck. Okay, so there's seven tiny bones that holds up your head, <laughs> part of your spine. So even if one tiny bone is giving an additional amount of stress, your whole head hurts. There was this uh, recent study, I don't know if it was even a study, but I read it in something that when you're holding your phone and yeah. you're looking down, now there is this new pain yeah. in your neck. Yeah, it's called this, a technic. Yeah, <laughs> there's even a name for it. Yes, it's called a technic. <laughs> so that happens as well now when you yeah. keep looking down at your phone like this all the time. And, holding phone. <laughs> yeah, so there are kids who actually grow up with that um, posture. Yeah, the slouchy iPad kids. Don't call them the iPad kids. Well, that's how it they be a Lenovo. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a Samsung text, sure, sure, but you know, it could be anything. It could be anything, but then you know, you you grow up in that slouched position that your neck actually doesn't have the weight to hold your head up straight. Hey, like, but we also used to read books, but we read books lying down, lying down, upside down. Upside down. Interesting. <laughs> Books didn't give you book neck. <laughs> no, but then at the time there was researchers saying that it could be giving you book neck. <laughs> so you know, go easy on the research. <laughs> someone out there saying something. <laughs> so someone says something. So anyway, the neck pain. Okay, I always tell people when I see them jumping into headstands and things, you have one neck. I know. You have one neck, like you cannot afford to lose that neck. Just, just so it is uh, out there again. <laughs> never jump into headstands. Yes, never, 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 never jump. There is never it. any reason to jump into a headstand. And let it be known. Yes, yes, please, please. And also, a headstand is actually a stabilizing force through your shoulder girdle, not your freaking neck. Or trying to balance on your crown either. Yeah. It's not about that. Yeah, it's not. Oh, your forehead must come. It's mostly the forehead. Okay, no. <laughs> so, which brings me to the third injury. Your hip. Oh, my. Okay, so as yogis, we like to say, let's open those hips. Let's release those tightness in the hips. But guess what? Some hips don't have to be loose. <laughs> <laughs> Having that tight hip is how you were genetically formed. And no amount of yoga is going to, quote-unquote, open those hips. 
Yeah, there is. Yeah. So, when you try to do certain poses, which your body trying, but <laughs> forcing yourself, yeah, forcing to yourself do certain poses. poses, it's never going. And I think that's where most common injuries come from. Yeah. Trying to push. force and push yourself into poses that are not open to you. I guess. Yeah. Not not readily accessible, accessible to, to you, you without a modification or adjustment. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody has to do every pose the way it looks in its final or like yeah in the book in the book <laughs> like, <laughs> or, or, or on Instagram or on Instagram like it doesn't have to look like that not that everybody might be yeah. accessible to that person but also look at how that person went into it while you're looking yeah <laughs> but it might not be for you yeah everybody is different <laughs> every body yes everybody <laughs> is different so again you know going into those deep sitting forward folds where you are you know in a pancake position those things might never happen because your body does not have that range and neither is your pelvic girdle formed in that manner but the good news is there are ways that you can get the full benefit of, of the pose yeah like you don't have to do it in that certain way there's another way for you to get that same benefit that is you know that someone else is getting from being in this pancake po- pancake yeah, position said, yeah I, i'm trying to imagine what that means. No, the wide leg forward fold, the kurmasana. The kurmasana, you call kurmasana a pancake. <laughs> That's why it's on Instagram. Oh. They call it the pancake. I have never actually seen that. Hmm. Interesting. So anyway, um, I hope we cleared that up about the hip situation. Hip situation. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of us are sitting down for a very long period of time and then we almost all of us have really bad posture this is not going to be fixed with just one or two yoga classes where your teacher tries to open them hips no or maybe so, like yeah. one month of yoga yeah well, even not even one month <laughs> is going to fix anything there are people in our classes who's been coming for three years and they still don't get that straddle split because their body is not built for that and we are not telling them Go harder, go faster, go deeper. You know, by the end of this month, you will be yeah. in a straddle. Pose. No, you will not, <laughs> because maybe your body is not built for that specific shape. Okay. Yeah, we we make no guarantees. Like yeah, this. we don't make any guarantees. We're not even point. sure you're gonna get through this one yoga class. <laughs> we're, we're gonna watch. We'll see we'll what see, happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we might tell you to take a child pose a lot. Also, it depends <laughs> on what we're feeling from you. <laughs> that that has happened to some people yes we've we've left people in child's pose because you know i think it's best for this you. has happened mostly in fly classes where i just tell people to just take a child take a child's pose just, just put your foot in the belt lie down <laughs> enjoy <laughs> enjoy the class <laughs> just watch for everybody else while you relax <laughs> or just lie down and close your eyes tune out <laughs> but it's for the better yeah because sometimes 
that's just lying down and relaxing could be what your body needs yeah some people actually enjoy it enjoy it <laughs> so um so that's the hip situation okay i think we moved on from the hip situation yeah now we can talk about the shoulders alrighty <laughs> oh my god the shoulders okay so coming to the shoulders i think it has to be said this the long arm of justice <laughs> All our all our TTC student knows the long arm of justice. Yeah, everybody <laughs> has a long arm. You just have to find it. <laughs> so, um, here. So basically, there is this misconception that shoulders should be mobile. No, shoulders have to be stable <laughs> because it's. It's got the widest range of movement and then there's so many muscles which work in connection to the other in order for you to be able to do all those movement. And there's a bunch of bones holding everything together and then when you start, you know, being overly ambitious with what you're doing, you could destabilize your shoulder. And then, you know, you start getting hurt or you, you really seriously hurt yourself. I mean, yeah. So you might have, like most people will have very weak muscles in the shoulder in this range of movement, uh, you know, limiting that range of movement of your shoulder. So it's also about being curious and being aware that okay i need to work on these muscles for stabilizing this part of my anatomy you know so it's just one of those things that can easily be an injury which brings me to your lower back the most flexible part of your spine the most flexible is in the most um the with the most range of movement is your lower back your and lower. also the part where most people try to come into yoga for yes because because of lower back pain lower back pain which is not um surprising because your lower back actually holds a lot of weight up when you are standing when you are sitting it's basically the brunt of your whole posture is like the, your hips and your lower back actually holds you up. I'm just feeling my lower back now. <laughs> <laughs> when you sit for a very long period of time, you start losing some of that effectiveness and strength in those areas. So it can be one of those things that can get hurt if you are not careful in your yoga classes because for one thing there are people who are very hypermobile especially in their spine and yes. then they seem to forget that it's the muscles that needs to be doing the work not your skeleton yes oh my gosh this is like a lot of these things even the shoulder ones yeah because if you are going into forearm with the very flexible shoulder you really try to go into it just using your flexibility yeah when you drop your shoulders you were just going into that back pen using your lower really back flexible lower back, yeah flexible flexible lower back 
and there is not really what yoga is and there is um like it's uh, maybe it's the same across other other fields but um yoga does have a lot of things that is similar to contortionism and, and gymnastics so but, but it is not the same it's thing. not the same thing like there are, i i've seen um that hashtag used on contortionists yeah on gymnastic pages where they'll do something that is literally gymnastics and they'll say yoga but there is no yeah. yoga and then it know, is very different and then very very flexible people will do that same thing and then you know they'll 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 start saying that oh it's part of yoga but some of these movements are quite uh, interchangeable and it yeah. does look the same it does look the same but again the mindfulness the and how you're breathing and uh, the reason why you do the poses those are what makes it different different it's either <laughs> yoga or you're just using your flexibility to get into this pose yeah the, so the, those are two things so just just think about the end result like what do what do i want to get out of this pose why am i doing this shape and then you know maybe that would give you the direction you want to take this into contortionism, contortionism gymnastics <laughs> or yoga <laughs> okay so uh another thing is a lot of people will have knee pain yeah. and um one of the things that um i learned from body work is that knee pain is usually the end result of another pain something that travels to your knee yeah something that goes down to your knees like i think of it like when the doctor is trying to shake that little bit out of his leg showing <laughs> remember he's shaking his foot and every you should you should specify doctor who yeah doctor who <laughs> cuz i was wondering what doctor is what shaking what the doctor would i be talking about i was really worried i was like what doctor Ten. is shaking this <laughs> like he went he's trying to shake he's like it's right here it's right here and then he shakes his foot and yeah. that's how i feel about pain sometimes yeah you just have to you know work Take on it take it down until it just goes out of your toe <laughs> yes yeah that's the way of doing it and uh finally brings me to the hamstring oh my god hamstrings <laughs> everybody wants to release tight hamstrings but does the tight hamstrings want to be released <laughs> this, this this specific part is about the injuries you took <laughs> okay so we're not going to go philosophical on this we're going to be very you know skimming skimming the injury part okay so hamstrings yes oh my gosh sometimes your tight hamstrings does not need to be stretched there <laughs> i said it okay <laughs> don't hurt yourself trying don't, to stretch that hamstring yeah don't hurt yourself trying to stretch that hamstring because you know your hamstrings being that tight is what makes it effective in what you do <laughs> so if you are a runner who is running and then you run long distances and your hamstrings feel tight it's good for your running so when you start pushing yourself in yoga to get that forward fold to get that straight leg maybe that might not be good for you in the long run because you know our hamstring 
injury can take up to six months to recover from. Wow. Yeah, that's like half a year. So bend that knee, use a block. Bend that knee, use a block, find what works for you and just use feel a good. Just feel good. You know, don't get overly. Yeah, you don't have to. Not everybody has to be splitting everywhere. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so those are the seven common injuries. There are are other injuries. There are other injuries. These are the most common ones. Okay, so I hope that um, what you take from this is that there are there are things that some things don't have to be stretched all the time for you. Okay, so these are some things that I feel like needs to be said about yoga-related injuries, okay? It's very uncommon for people to get a sudden injury in a yoga class. Yes. Okay, most of these things. Like if you have, if you have a teacher and then you are practicing in, in this safe setting, it's highly unlikely you will have a sudden injury. Most of the injuries are gradual and cumulative. So like your bad posture might have contributed to a herniated disc, like something that is on the verge of going bad. And then you come into yoga class and you are trying to get that forward fold and putting that pressure on your lower back so cumulatively you might end up getting that herniated disc so the question is did the yoga give you the herniated disc or was it the lifelong bad posture that gave you the herniated disc i'm not i'm not trying to save yoga from injuries okay i'm just saying that it's very rare for injuries to happen. So sometimes people will think when you're doing certain poses that you're supposed to feel pain. In yoga, pain is never good. We're always telling you to be in a space where you're able to breathe. Full breath. Full breath without feeling uncomfortable in your body. So if you have a pain, definitely don't ignore it. You have to come back and see what this pain is. If it is something that is sharp shooting pains, definitely, definitely don't go push. there. Yeah, don't push. And if it is something that keeps happening, I'm seeing a doctor is good. That's always like the first thing. <laughs> yeah. Your yoga teacher is not a doctor. Not a physical therapist. Not a physical therapist. So it's always good to show to a doctor and never ignore pains during class. There is a difference between feeling a stretch and getting a pain. You will have to know that difference because your teacher will not be able to feel these for you. So you have to be the one to inform of a pre-existing condition. A Uh, surgery that you might have had. Anything, anything that we will need to know your teacher will need to know you will have to say but this also does not mean that you won't need to look out for it because even if you do tell your teacher that you have this you will still have to watch out for yourself 
because your teacher can't feel what you're feeling. <laughs> you will have to communicate this, and even communicating it also, you will have to really understand yourself and yeah. know where you are in your practice. Yeah, that is very important, and I think that's where you get that awareness. Yeah, connection. You get that awareness in your body as well, right? Yeah, which also brings me to how. even if you have a really long term practice and you've been doing this for a very very long time you can still get hurt like how you're feeling that specific day how like even age like things that i was able to do 5 years ago there are things i struggle in my practice now which i just stopped trying anymore because it doesn't feel good in my body So I will just take the easier pose in those things, especially back bends. It's never been something that was like super comfortable for me. But there are certain back bends that I like, especially the ones where I'm lying on my belly and doing back bends. I I enjoy those ones. But any one that I'm doing on my back, I I feel like um with age, I'm forty two now. I don't have to prove anything to anybody so you know you will not see me doing a drop back anytime soon it's been 5 years I stopped trying <laughs> but um even like for example pregnancy or like you just felt sick um anything like if you were fasting all these things can affect how you approach your practice and no matter how physically yeah, and mentally and, and mentally and then just just get hurt like you could get hurt even if you have been someone who has been practicing for a very long time um when i feel like something is not feeling extremely good in my body i will take it easy and then i will try work in the muscles where i feel that weakness so that i can strengthen the muscles around it so that this muscle is not overworking yes but that also you have to know that we've had these trainings where we yeah i've been taught how to yeah do this, how to do it and like so it because we are both um we were actually both done thai yoga body work and uh, which specifically deals we come from backgrounds where we have yeah. been studying this so so we know what is going on so you know always find somebody who knows what's going on yeah like if you are having something like find someone to take care of it definitely don't try to think that coming to yoga will help your pain yeah <laughs> it could but it might also make it worse so, so you know you have to know so you have to know like um the other thing is that uh this is very very important there is we've already mentioned this there is no perfect picture perfect alignment yeah every every mm-hmm. human's body is different how you use your body is different so Everything it's going to it's different. going to look different on yeah. you so you can't be working towards this imaginary perfection yeah so as long as you are working within the range of your movement and you are feeling good afterwards and while you're doing it that's all it matters there are people who will say uh, even recently i've gotten a comment from my backpen picture there was one person saying backpens for me are not breathing <laughs> and i said well don't go there if you're not go breathing there, change it yeah. go to a space where you're able to breathe like you don't have to bend into your lower back and not be breathing i mean i i don't find backpens that 
fun but i'm always at a point where i am fully breathing into my belly even in my back bends yeah and that's a, that's a good place to stay i mean i can feel that's that. where your back bend is yeah that's where my back bend is <laughs> and you know it's fine and the other important thing is don't allow your teachers to do hands-on adjustments if you are unsure about their approach yes oh my gosh that is important you can't google this stuff <laughs> yes you can't become an expert from just knowing a certain thing or seeing it done on someone you will have to have that knowledge it's 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 a learning process yes. and the more bodies you see and you work on you work with <laughs> you know that you are working with this body so and i am i'm so i'm so hurt that i have seen this <laughs> where you're doing a forward fold and somebody is on your lower back pushing your spine down and oh my God. it always I'm so grateful I didn't see that. I it always hurt my eyes. I mean <laughs> my eyeballs. Yeah, my eyeballs hurt in the back of my head when I see this because firstly the spine, secondly the hamstrings and thirdly WTF. <laughs> is that a newborn? <laughs> because why what what is the point of this person on your back like what is the point of that adjustment find the purpose of that adjustment and then only you should be giving that adjustment yes so basically you you have to like it could be someone you know a lot but if this is is this person's specialty is not doing adjustments on you do not let that person do adjustments on you <laughs> yeah. i've actually told my clients like if somebody tries to do this on you just say iru said no <laughs> just throw Here's me a card that says iru said no <laughs> <laughs> yes yes iru said no iru is still saying no <laughs> your forward falls you don't need somebody on your back oh gosh <laughs> there are ways to do it for yes. the people who will benefit from it like i love when mimi actually lies on my back in my forward folds because my body is already in that shape and i don't resist it has to be something that is good for you not something that is stretching you out beyond your range or yeah. your comfortable zone like you will know I, if you are not breathing that is beyond your comfort level yeah like if you are chilling like you can sing a song in that place then you are good <laughs> sing a song see if you are breathing <laughs> sing a song so talk to your teacher and they should be able to give you modifications and alternatives so that it adjusts to your practice okay so communicating is really very important if you are having a bit i have sent away people who have come to the studio because they come in and they're like oh i was like throwing up all morning and then i thought some yoga will help and i have sent them home <laughs> because 
your body is physically telling you to rest and you decided no it needs a little bit of yoga no it needs rest so i've sent them home i think this is how i have get you know got this uh, reputation for being mean <laughs> but it's for your own good people i don't think anyone comes into the yoga studio thinking i am nice so i, I I don't yeah, think no. anybody actually goes away thinking she's meaner <laughs> <laughs> because everybody from what I've known everybody's very scared of me I am even not sure why so they go away thinking well she's actually nice so that I thought <laughs> well that's what they say too like they say that I'm scary and I'm mean but then they come in and they're like oh she's not that bad oh yeah yeah she's not that bad <laughs> yeah And then there's Neerish. <laughs> Shout out to Neerish. <laughs> Only love Neerish. Only love. <laughs> oh my god. So um I think we've covered all the points Mimi. Yep. And I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Yes, listen to yourself. Yes. Don't listen to your teacher if you think she doesn't know what's going on. She or he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you should in let that gut instinct, yes, right? Go with your gut instinct. And also finding the right teacher is so important, I feel. Yeah. I mean we've talked about this before so we're not going to talk about the teacher yeah. part in this specific podcast. But so, you know, know your teacher and know yourself know yourself listen to yourself if you're feeling unwell exercise is not the thing you need you should be resting you should yes, eat take your rest you should be eating more vegetables and fruits and just rest or even whatever you feel like have yeah. a burger a burger whatever you feel like yes. eat it eat it drink it enjoy it life is too short and if you feel like you should be chilling and netflixing or amazoning <laughs> Amazon priming. Amazon priming. <laughs> Definitely do that. Yes. And listen to our podcast as well. I know. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. I hope everyone listening had an enjoyable informative podcast this week with Idu's vast knowledge. Vast <laughs> <laughs> sure. I call it vast three pages of notes either. And thanks for the person who told us to write notes. We we took your advice. We were already using notes guys. Otherwise how were we doing this so good? <laughs> yeah, uh, anyways, we're recording on our phone in our bedrooms. It is us saying bye. Bye. Bye.